Good morning, Diverse City. Welcome to our partners and our guests. I am Pastor Virginia, and this is another installment of our Diverse City Facebook Live broadcast. I am excited that we have another opportunity to get into God's Word together. Whether you're a member or your first time coming to our page, good morning and welcome. I am going to be reading to you Psalm 118, verse 1, that says, Thank the Lord, because He is good and His mercy endures forever. That is enough of a reason to celebrate the Lord. His love endures forever. It lasts longer than friendships. It lasts longer than family ties, than even marriages. His love endures the test of time. And it is dedicated just for you. He loves us. He loves us so much that he sent his son for us. I mean, there is no parallel on this earth to the love that the Lord has for you. As we prepare to go into worship, before the praise team comes, before Pastor James comes with the word, before Pastor Aldine or Pastor Drew even come, we just need to set the tone with a heart of gratitude. Stand to your feet, diversity. Stand to your feet and begin to sing the praises. Lord, we love you. We worship you. We thank you that your love endures forever. We thank you that you love us more than we love ourselves. Fill us up, God. Fill up the room with your presence. Fill up the room with your glory, Father God. Prepare our hearts to receive your word. Lord God, you are worthy of all the honor and the praise, and we dedicate this time right now to you, Lord. Please help us to stay focused on you. Help us to stay focused on the mission. Lord God, we thank you for this opportunity to get in your presence. Please make that your prayer at home as we are ushering in the Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Fill your room up, y'all. Come on, fill it up with the praises. What do you call him? Father, our priest, our king, you are worthy. Come on, in the comments, put hearts. What is it that you call them? Type it up and put it in the comments as we begin to change the atmosphere for the weight of his glory is in the room. It's in Jesus' mighty name we believe for these things. And we believe and pray. Amen. Amen. Come on, y'all. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise team is coming with the sound of worship. Prepare your heart. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We'll see y'all soon. Good morning, DCC family. It is a privilege and an honor to come together like this for us to worship the Lord. I want you to get up on your feet. Give thanks to God for He is good. His love endures forever. His mercies never end. And this is the day that the Lord has made. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for He is good. Yes, He is good. Oh, give Yes, he is good. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. 
Belongs to you, all the glory belongs to you, oh God. Hey, 
All the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Nobody but you, Lord. Nobody but you, Lord. Yeah, all the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Yeah. Everybody sing, oh, we sing high. Glory, 
lift your name up, yeah. We lift your name up, yeah. We lift your name up, yeah. We lift your name up. There's nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you, Lord. Nobody like you. You get all the glory. You get all the glory. All the glory belongs to you, oh God. Hi, and welcome to Diversity Church, the perfect church for imperfect people. I'd like to welcome our Diversity Partners, first-time guests, and those joining us online. We are so honored that you picked us for your worship experience this morning. Well, at Diversity, we believe that no matter your background, color of your skin, what you have been through in the past, or your current location, whether you're watching me from the comfort of your own home, on your couch, in your car, on your phone, it doesn't matter because we have all gathered together to give God the glory, honor, and the praise for he deserves it. Amen. At this time, I'd like to make you aware of some very important announcements. Well, we are open. Today is officially the last Sunday of our virtual service. I am so excited, Diversity. We are opening in person February the 28th. I need your help to make sure that we are just starting off with a bang. So what we need you to do is to sign up. I want you to register to come to church. We have links on our Facebook page, on our website, where you can click and you can pick a seat. Just like when you go to the movies, you pick a seat. It's the same concept. We want to make sure we stay in compliance with CDC rules, with wearing masks, with the St. Louis City rules. So we want to make sure that we follow those. And in order to do that, we need your help. So if you can do us a huge favor, sign up. If you're coming in person, we want to make sure we have a seat for you. So I want you to look on Facebook Live. I want you to go to our website, go to Eventbrite, and sign up. And we are so excited to see you February the 28th at 10.30 a.m. This week, we are going to have so much activity going on at Diverse City like we always do on Tuesday, we start out with our kids meeting for their Zoom Bible study. Come on, our kids are learning, studying the word, connecting with one another, laughing, enjoying it. And it makes my heart so full when I see my kids ready to jump on the Zoom to meet their friends and to have a wonderful time. So I'm calling all of my kids 7 p.m. this Tuesday night. Then Wednesday, our youth, they are excited. They are ready to just dive in the Word, get online, 7 p.m. via Zoom. They also meet for Bible study. This is a, a time and a room and a space where they can connect, get together, read the Bible, and just apply practical pr principles to their lives. So I'm calling all of my youth 
this Wednesday night, 7 p.m. I want to see you ready on your call to have a wonderful time. Thursday, where are my prayer warriors at? I am putting a special call out to you. Remember, if you have a prayer request or a praise report, please, please, please reach out to the church. Whether you call us in our offices, whether you reach out through Facebook, whether you do text in church, but I want you to make sure that you let us know, call, call me personally, call Pastor James, let us know about praise reports, let us know about prayer requests, the things that God is doing in your life. We want to stay in the gap for you. So I'll make sure that you reach out to us, but also we want to get together and corporately stand for all of the things that are going on in our city and our families and just pray together. So I want to see you this Thursday, 7 p.m. for corporate prayer. Make sure you join us via Facebook Live or Zoom. We are going to have a wonderful time just kneeling at the Father's feet. So join me Thursday night for prayer, 7 p.m. And let's just go sit and bask in the presence of the Lord. Then we are going to be in the building. I am so excited for meeting in person. Remember, bring your mask with you. Wear it into the building. We're going to have an awesome time. If you don't have a mask, we have a mask that we will provide for you. We have several different types of masks. So I want to see you in the building. And if you don't feel comfortable and if you're not ready right now, we completely understand. We're going to be streaming live for you to still have those uh, be able to be a part of the service but if you are ready like we are ready come on and join us sunday 10 30 a.m don't forget to sign up via eventbrite and let's have an awesome time in the presence of the lord well that is all that i have for you diversity we pray pastor james and i that your 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 week is blessed the associate pastors, we pray together that you have an awesome week. Stay warm, stay safe. We love you. Have a blessed day, Diversity. We'll talk to you soon. Good morning, Diversity Church. Say good morning, Andy. Good morning. Hey, that's right. I got my buddy Andy working uh, with me this morning. He's going to help me with tithes and offering segment. I hope you started off this, this morning. Uh in a excited like energy because you know why this is our last week virtual hopefully for a while because next week on the 28th we're going to be uh in person at the sanctuary 3201 itasca street we will be open in there right andy yes that's right he's going to be there i'm going to be there hope to see you there but for right now we're going to uh we're going to focus our hearts and minds on ties and offers we got to continue to to give and to pour into uh the work we're about kingdom business and um you know, we want to do bigger and better things, not only at the church, but in the community. And uh, it starts with your help. Um, God has blessed us so much throughout 2020, despite everything that's happened. And I know he's going to continue to, to bless in 2021. And we're going to just do awesome and great things together. So um, you can always text the word. That's right. He did great. Diverse is the word. Text it to 73256. You can always go to our church's website at diversity.church. Scroll down to the donate tab and you can give that way as well. Or you can go 
can go he can go ahead and mail it to 3201 Asaska Street. That's where we'll be next week. Uh, the, the other option, the fourth option, is that you can also meet us in person next week if you uh, should, so, should so choose. <laughs> uh, meet us in person and, and give your offering that way as well. Uh, but we will remain virtual um, and in person, so we'll be streaming live. So don't let that deter you um, from getting out your, your phone and your tablet and your laptop and your computer, your PC, and make sure that you continue to sow a seed in the church. Um, would you join me in prayer this morning, saints, as we get ready to meet everyone in person and pray together in person? Can't wait. Would you join me today? Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for this opportunity to be before the people. God, I ask that you would bless whatever comes into the storehouse, Father. I pray that, that we would be fruitful, Lord God, or that we would be uh, disciplined about it, Lord God. Um, we'd be good stewards, Father. We're responsible, Lord God, and transparent. Father God, we, uh, we we love you and we do everything we do to serve you. Lord, it's all about kingdom business. And I pray we be focused, Lord God, on serving you. Lord God, serving your people, serving the community, serving this world. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. As we jump back into service, we say amen and amen and amen. Andy, you ready? All right. See you. There's a place that the Lord is trying to bring us to. He doesn't want us to remain stagnant or become complacent with where we are, but he is calling us to move forward. Hallelujah. If that's speaking to you this morning, I want you just to begin to lift your hands and just begin to give him praise and thanks for what he's done for you, where he's brought you from. Hallelujah have passed away. Behold, all things are made new in him. Hallelujah. Oh, yeah. Come on. Just begin to open up your hearts this morning. What a moment you have brought me to such freedom. I have found in you, you're the healer, you make all things new, yeah, 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 oh, I'll sing that part again. What a moment you have brought such a freedom I have found in you you're the healer makes all things new yeah 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 I'm not going back I'm moving ahead here to declare you my past is over in you Things are made new, surrendered my life to Christ. I'm moving, moving forward, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, you've risen with all the power in your hands. You have given me, yeah. Second chance, hallelujah. 
anybody's heart this morning. somebody he's calling us higher don't stay in the same place where you are because he's calling you high this is your moment of surrender this is your moment to let it go just let it go all of the cares of this world, lay it down and move up, and you'll heal, move forward, and you'll breathe, oh, it's calling you higher, he says the day that you hear my voice. Harden not your heart. He's calling you higher. Move forward. Move forward. Come on, if he's speaking to you this morning, just begin to lift your hands and surrender. We surrender, God. We surrender. Good morning, good morning, good morning, diversity. Right now in the comments, let's give side some praise, give God some honor, and give Him some glory. I'm excited. Here we are, February 21st. This is our last prayerfully ever virtual service. Come on. Virtual service. Last installment. And next week, we are back in business. We're still coming online, but we are opening our doors. I cannot wait to see your face and be able to practice social distance and to worship our Lord and Savior together. Amen. If you have not done so already, do me a favor. If you are coming, I need you to be responsible. I need you to do your part to help us prepare and engage what is coming forth. Look at the link right now. You should see it on Facebook. You should see it on YouTube to go to eventbrite.com and register for service. This is just like going to the movies on Fandango. This is just like registering for us to get on a flight of the plane where you're able 
to pick your seat. You're able to determine how many people are with you. It's just like a restaurant, reserving your location of where you would like to be seated. If you want to sit on my left, if you want to sit left center, if you want to come up close, because that's where the anointing is at, if you want to come to my right center or come over to the right, go ahead, do it and register for your seat that we can prepare for you. Amen. So one more week. Again, we're still going to be live to be able to serve those that are not coming back. But for those that has been itching, those that have been fiending and waiting for us to reopen the door, the time is now. And if you want to go above and beyond as we usher in this new season of Diverse City, I need your help. We need leaders. We need servants. We need ushers. We need greeters. We need those taking pictures, those on the camera, those helping outside, those cleaning to be able to do our part to engage as a believer, to be able to minister the gospel and to have and can continue to uphold the mission and vision of diversity. And I believe that there are people online, that there are people in the community, there are people in the city that is looking for a church that is alive and well. And that is diversity. Yes, there are other churches that are great and doing their thing, but this is a place that you're not here by accident or incident, but God has put you here on a assignment. So if you would like to help to serve with us, let us know in the comments. Get with, our, get with our pastors, leaders, or ministry leaders you've worked with before. But make sure whether you're serving or you're just coming to sit, that you register online. There are still capacity limits and other requirements that we have to adhere to obey the laws of the land in this season. So join us next week. Move back up. Join us next week. Again, as we move forward, masks are required. Volunteers are needed. Your presence is encouraged and welcomed. And God's presence and power is guaranteed and made available to you right now online, next week online, and next week in the place, 3201 Itasca Street, St. Louis, Missouri, zip code 63111. Amen. All right, so without further ado, let's get into the Word. I am so excited about what God wants to say to you in our final installment of virtual service only, in our final installment of spiritual discipline. Go ahead and find with me Psalms chapter 1, page 436. Psalms chapter 1, and we're going to read from the New King James Version. And guess what? We are going to read the entire chapter. It's only six verses, so you can stay with me. Go ahead and find and locate it. And when you got it with conviction and with all caps in the comments, say, I got it. 
And for those that do not have technology, all you have to do is look on the screen and you can read with us. Okay, I'm giving 10 more seconds for you to come out the huddle and get ready as we embrace and share in the awesome word of God. All right, let's read. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the uh, scornful. Verse number two, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. Oh, number three, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in its season, whose leaf shall also not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Verse number four, come on, stay with me. The ungodly are not so, but are like a chaff which the wind drives away. Verse number five, therefore the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of righteousness. And verse number six, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this word. Lord, I decree and declare by faith that every person that is here is blessed. Lord, I pray today that we reveal and begin to peel back principles for them to walk according to your word, a walk according to your promises, that they begin to hunger and thirst after righteousness, that they begin to meditate on your principles day and night, that they're able to push away things that are not pleasing to you and make a conscious decision daily to move forward in you. Lord, I ask for you to bless this message. Let it change lives forever. That is the power of the gospel. That is the power of the word that you have given to me. Just as you have transformed my heart, my mind, my body, my spirit by speaking to me, allow me to be a vessel to minister to your sheep. And all that agree, say amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, people of diverse city. Followers, members, and partners, here we are on our final session of Spiritual Discipline. If you've been enjoying this series, come on, let me know in the comments. Give me a 100. Give me some clapping hands. We have been in this thing eight weeks straight. It has been so awesome, and I know some of you have had challenges watching online. I already feel it in my spirit. In 2022, as we kick off the year, we're going to go back to spiritual disciplines and just hit it stronger, harder, and better. But today, one of the things I like about series and uh trilogies and movies or book collections. I love the first installment, but even more than that, I love the final installment because it gives a call to action. It gives us our principles to be able to move forward, to leave our past, and to step into our promise. And today, as we discussed last week, we begin to unveil and to reveal and highlight biblical meditation. And today we are going 
back into meditation because it's that good. We need another week to just soak it in, another, another week to just begin to chew and to be able to digest and allow it to marinate in our hearts and our spirit and our minds so we can be better. Because spiritual discipline is not just something that we do. Spiritual discipline is who we are. In Psalms chapter 1, I'm not biased, but it's one of my favorite chapters because it's the first chapter in my walk with Christ that I memorize from verse 1 into the completion of the chapter. And I believe today, as we walk through Psalms chapter 1, God is going to show you how the spiritual disciplines interweaving prayer and fasting and solitude and service and generosity that we can live the blessed life. Come on, if you want the blessed life, put I am blessed in the comments. All right, here we go. Let's go to Psalms chapter one. Today I want to be a little bit different. I want to kind of bring the old school flavor Bible, uh, Bible study, Sunday school to a Sunday morning environment because I cannot afford, you cannot afford to miss what God has to say to you today. So here we are. Let's, let's kind of walk through this chapter and I'm expecting for you to see it differently, to live better, and to live well. So here we are, verse number one. You could throw this back on the screen. Again, as we practice meditation, begin to sink it in. The Bible says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the path of the sinner, nor sit in the seat of the, un of the scornful. So point number one, we are rolling in verse number one. Oh, my. God is trying to say, if you want to be blessed, don't do this. Again, don't do this. Look to your neighbor and say, don't mess this up. Don't mess this up. Don't mess up this situation. But as we kind of study and hear the words today, the first thing that we all have to consider and ponder and to be able to think about is the first word of this verse, blessed. I had a question. I need your engagement. What does blessed mean to you? Think about that. What does blessed mean to you? It's something that we want. It's something that we desire. It's something that we want others to recognize on the inside of us. But how would you define it today? Because I would argue that the word blessed in the Christian vocabulary is the most used word 
whether it's through believers or unbelievers. In a close second, amen. Come on now. How many times do you use the word blessed every week or in church? How you doing? I'm having a blessed day. Blessed and highly favored. Too, too blessed to be stressed. Come on, where my church folks says, I am blessed to be a blessing. What does that mean? Bless, God bless you, you sneeze, God bless you. Even sinners say that, even the devil that you work for say that, God bless you. What does that mean? We're not moving. Bless. In the book of Psalms alone, the word blessed is used 47 times. Blessed, whether you're a believer or an unbeliever. How's your children? Oh, my children's blessed. How's my car? You just got into a car accident. Oh, my car is still blessed. How's you and your wife doing? We are blessed. And what happens is, unfortunately, when we hear and we think of the word bless, we try to compare it or it becomes synonymous with good fortune where you're receiving something good or you're doing good or a desired outcome or an expected end. But the Bible, when you study it in the Hebrew, in the Greek, the most often and the most common and predominant translation of the word bless means favored. Come on, somebody in the comments mean when I say bless, I am talking about I am favored by God. Not just me trying to get over a cold, not just me trying to get you to stay out my business, not just me trying to give you an artificial, superficial word so bygones could be guidelines, but the word bless means favored of God. Matter of fact, I love the way Jesus walks through in Matthew chapter 5 with the Beatitudes, and he begins to compare, blessed is this person, blessed is that person, blessed is those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, and they shall be filled. And he begins to walk through piece by piece, debunking what the Pharisees say and the Sadducees and the Zealots and those that have been in bondage and those that are of political affiliation. And God is saying, bless, when Jesus speaks on it, he is talking about inner qualities and traits that represents you are a faithful servant of God. See, I would define blessed. Let me just take it a step further. Blessed, it is the favor, it is the grace, it is the mercy, it is the supernatural ability to be able to overcome difficulty. Ooh, let me say that again. I don't have it, um, I don't have a slide for it, but somebody can put this in the comments. You cannot miss this. When I say I'm blessed, when you say you're blessed, it should mean this. It is the favor. It is the grace. It is the mercy. It is the supernatural ability to be able to overcome 
difficulty. Don't miss that last part. Overcome difficulty. So that means that you can be blessed and still have problems. That means you could be blessed and be born out of a bad situation. That means that you can be blessed and still lose your job in the middle of a pandemic. You can be blessed. God's hand could be upon your life, but the difference between you and them that you have been able to overcome the difficulty, overcome the problem, overcome every challenge of life because you are blessed. See, when you are blessed, it's not a tangible thing. It's an intangible thing. I think about a cat, right? We talk about a cat that has nine lives. And if you were a bad child like me, you've done some tricks with cats and grabbed one and threw it up in the air. And don't judge me. I was young. I was a horrible teenager. And you wanted to see what would happen with the cat. And no matter how many times me and my friends threw a cat up, every time the cat landed flat-footed on his feet, That is the life of a blessed person. You can kick me, but I'm getting up. You can knock me down, but I'm getting up. I can take a licking and keep on ticking. It is not a spiritual arrogance, but it is a confidence that God's got me and I trust him. Again, God's got me and I will trust him because I am blessed. No, I'm not better than you. I'm just different because of the favor of God. My God, I am teaching better than you are responding. Right now in the comments, if you are blessed, come on, put I am blessed. Give me all caps. I am blessed in the comments. You are blessed. Be a prophet. Tell your neighbor you are blessed as the people of diversity, as the lead pastor. We are blessed. I'm not perfect, but I'm still blessed. I have issues, but I'm still blessed. When church is open, I am still blessed. When church is closed, I am still blessed. When I have a job, I'm still blessed. When I don't have a job, I am still blessed. When I'm in pain, I'm still blessed. And when I have peace, I am still what? Bless. See, God begins to show you. God begins to reveal to you. I am not playing today. That adversity helps you measure the extent of your blessing. Oh, God, help me, Jesus. It is through the adversity helps you measure to see the width, the height, and the depth of how blessed you are, of the things you overcame, for the things that put somebody into a psychiatric unit, for the thing that made others want to commit suicide, for the things that made others checked out. But because you were blessed, you begin to check in and we can say together, look what the Lord has done. All my blessed people say, I'm blessed. Come on. I got. We're only on the first word. Bless. Come on. Put put the put the verse back on the screen. And I need you to hold this. 
Let's, let's practice and engage in meditation together. Listen to the verse. Come on. This is for mature believers. We are going deeper. We're getting wiser. We're getting stronger in 2020. Put this verse on the screen. Hold it there. We are going to talk about this right now. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of the sinners, nor sit in the seats of the unscornful. Come on, look at this verse. Take a moment right now. What do you see? What what type of trends? What type of arrangements? What type of correlation? What type of grouping do you see to unlock being blessed? Come on now, look at it. Look at this verse. You don't need to see me. You don't need to see my big head. Look at this verse. It is rich. It is deep and it's wide. Come on now. What do you see when you look at those words? What do you hear when you hear me talk those words or you say those words? How does this verse relate to your walk with God? How does this passage, come on now, we're talking about meditation. We're talking about pondering and chewing and digesting that we can be transformed. We don't have to read a lot of verses. If you can just get one verse, one verse can change your whole perspective. How does this passage align with other passages? See, when I look at this verse, and it's not just because I'm a pastor. This is just because we are thinking critically today. I'm preparing you for your next season. This verse, when you hear it, what our point number one is talking about the three don'ts. Look at the correlation. The first thing, if you see, if you look at the verse, look at the verse. Come on, don't check out. Check in. God is about to show you something. The first correlation, we see walking, standing, and sitting. Keep this scripture on the screen. Again, look at that. You see walking, you see standing, and you see sitting. What does that mean? We see a person that's trying to say bless, and we see what God is trying to tell them what to do. And he's saying we see somebody that is passing by. Now we see somebody standing, which is pausing. And now we see somebody sitting in full participation of the things that can destroy our walk. Again, walking, standing, and sitting. We're talking about movement. We're talking about things that disrupt our daily walk and our relationship with him and how our relationship flows with other people. Again, that's the first grouping. Keep this on the screen. Stay with me. I'm teaching today. Next grouping, we see counsel, we see path, and we see seat. Oh my God, this is so good. We see counsel, we see path, and we see seat. Counsel. What are you listening to? Counsel. Who is giving you your direction? 
counsel. We're talking about a way, a path, a way. It is a direction. Then we see, the, we see a seat, which represents comfortability, when we now believe it, that that saying now becomes our conviction. And we have to be aware if we get comfortable, uh-oh, we get comfortable, uh-oh, with bad <clears throat> advice in the content age. My Lord, stay with me again. Now we see our third group, and this is so good. We're meditating on this together as one body. Now we see we went from the verbs and attributes. Now we see the ungodly. We see sinners, and we see scornful. Uh-oh. Ungodly means that you trust in facts and you dilute the truth. Sinners, now you're at a place where you can become misguided, whether it's sin of omission or sin of commission. But when you're scornful, ooh, now you have become bitter. My God, be careful. When we take a seat at the table of evil. Come on, you can put it back on me. When you take a seat at the place of evil, toxic people. Let's go biblical. Let's kind of cross-reference that. Who are the people that are scornful, who are ungodly, who are standing in the way of the wrong? We look at toxic people, whether they're in position of power or influence. We can look at um, Pharaoh oppressing the people of God and God having to deal with him while the optics made him look blessed. But because of his walk, because of not him standing, but sitting on the seat of the scornful, God had to deal with him. Time came in his season. We look at the first appointed example number two, King Saul, when God went to find him and God appointed him from the tribe of Benjamin, he was skilled, he was gifted. But that bitterness with that negative advice, listening to those that were ungodly, drove him away from receiving and staying in the blessing. What about the spirit of Jezebel? We all know about that. Put in the place of position, of power, and of authority, but through a threat to her throne for her one willingness to listen to the prophet of God, to bring her back into alignment. That spirit of Jezebel, scornful, bitter, bad advice, which led to her demise. What about King Herod? Come on, nobody. Are you talking to me today? King Herod given the throne, but through jealousy and bitterness and being upset and walking in the path of the unrighteous, hanging around sinners, led to him killing his family, killing others because he thought he had to fight to protect his blessing. If not, he led himself into curses. Scornful. Be careful with scornful people online. 
Be careful with scornful politicians. Be careful with the jokes that you laugh at, the people you hang around with, the, the advices and the influences that they try to have until you buy in or adopt their principles. You become bitter. There are people online, I'm sorry, we got to go there, where you have become bitter and poor, not just financially, but, but your attitude and your mindset. And as we discussed last week, you're meditating on the negative things, and it's become repetitive. And when God gives you an opportunity, when God opens a door, when God makes a way, your poor mindset begins to pass over opportunities repeatedly because you want to be blessed, but you're following, you're walking, you're standing, and now you're sitting in the wrong place. Mm. You've passed it up. And some of us have been done wrong. You didn't get the promotion. They should not have broken your heart. You have treated them right. And God is saying you can still be blessed. But if you stay in this toxic environment, we have to learn how to let it go to be able to move forward to be blessed. Amen, amen. See, to be blessed has nothing to do with your talents, your anointing, your gifting, come on now, your ability, your degrees. But to be blessed has to do with two things, your disciplines and your decisions. Your disciplines and your decisions. Oh, let's talk about it. Let me just give a real-life example. I was a little bitter last week, so I couldn't bring it up. Oh, the Super Bowl. Jesus. I was sure. I know who was the most talented team. I'm definitely sure who had the best athletes. I know who was the better quarterback. But... As we approach Super Bowl week, I started to get concerned because I saw a team that was great. However, during Super Bowl week, they were talking about there was news and information all about distractions that had nothing to do with the game distractions. You got one player arguing about he's faster than anybody on the field. Who cares if you can't catch the ball, if the ball's not coming to you? An unnecessary distraction. We see the coach, one of the coaches, intoxicated, getting into a car accident three days before the game. So now everybody has to do the interview and give their take and their thoughts another distraction. Or we could talk about the 19 players, all of the money that the Kansas City Chiefs have, and you would think all of the protocols 
all of the testing. We got 19 players all going to one barber to get their haircut because they got to look fly, whether they win or lose. And you would think that that barber, that person that has to break and get within six feet of each of those players before he cuts one person hair, he should have the same day testing, maybe at least one, maybe two, maybe three days in advance before he touches somebody's hair. But the Kansas City Chiefs, in their swagger, in their giftings, drop the ball and almost forfeited the game because they weren't staying focused on the mission and the assignment. And guess what? It became another distraction. Mm. Then what really tripped me up, Mr. Tom Brady, Mr. Proclaimed Goat by most of you as the best quarterback ever with his six rings, overcoming the odds and breaking the Patriot way, going to a new team, having the opportunity to do something that has never been done. And while he has done great things in the past, to minimize and to manage his distractions, to minimize, to cut off influences, to stay out of the seat or the distractions of those that were not on his mission to receive his blessing of the Super Bowl. The fact that my brother stays in a mansion and sent his wife and his kids away for 12 days before the Super Bowl to lock in. And we see through one team, distractions, distractions, and this and that, and talking about what we did last year and talking about how we're not just going to be bat-to-bat champions. We're going to win this next game. We're going to see one next game. And then we see another team quiet, putting measures in place to stay focused and committed and to not have any distractions. And we see together a manifestation of those that were focused, those that were committed to stay on the path to be successful. See, what am I talking about? When you see this verse, see, when when we fall into the ungodly habits, when we fall into the concepts and the customs of how well, a sinner would respond this way, and we responded this way. It, it's not like we just disconnect and unplug. It becomes a slow fade. It becomes, I'm just going to, I'm not sure if I want to come back to church anymore. I don't like virtual service. I don't want to read my Bible. I don't want to meditate. I don't want to confess my sins. It becomes a slow fade. And then we look up and we say, man, I'm going in the wrong direction. And how did it happen? It is a progression from just walking by and sin came across your path and you ignore it. 
from then to the point now you're standing with it, and then to the point now that you're actually sitting in the seat, and you're trying to figure out what happened. It's on a lighter note. It just catches up on you, just like me going bald. First, I wanted to blame my barber, and I said, hey, why my hairline coming all the way back? You know, I was kind of fooled. And then I told him, you know what, just fade me out because my sides are going. And the next thing you know, one child, <laughs> two children, take a zero, take it all off. It is a slow fade. The Bible tells us in John 10.10, 10, and we're still on verse 1, that the thief comes to steal kill and destroy. And God is saying, I have come to bring you the Zoe life, the life to the full and to the overflow. And see, if I was the devil, and I'm not, just clarifying, I would do my best to, to divide, to fragment your thinking and the beliefs and challenges the Word of God. If I were the devil, I would try my best to get God's people to be confused, to be combative, and to be frustrated as they pursue their calling. If I were the devil, I would try to get those to become preoccupied with other things instead of spiritual discipline to make spiritual choices he would try his very best to get you and to get me to live independently of God's word. If I were the devil, I would try to get God's people to get away from serious engagement and serious involvement in the Word of God. See, he's trying to make us in 2020, based on our past or dealing with the pandemic, to keep and to distract our walk with God. He wants us to engage with the Word on a superficial and secondary nature. He will use noise. He will use crowds. He will use people. He will make you hurry. He will work against anything possible to prevent us from developing spiritual discipline and maintaining the mind of God. Amen. Are you still with me? Come on, if you're still with me, say, teach Pastor James. Verse number two. All of that to say this. Point number two. Let's put that up and then we'll read the verse. Point number two. Do this. Let's just keep it basic. Point number one, as we describe verse number one, don't do this. Point number two, do this. See, that is the precursor as we read verse number two, which says, But his, his, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. See, it's all of those things that get us caught up. But the Bible said, but a blessed person's delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, 
He meditates day and night. See, God wants to get us to the point, not that we can't go to work and and have a great marriage and be good parents, but there is a cleansing, there is a refreshing, there is a renewing, there is a reminder that God's word is real. God's word that you can hide it in your heart that you may not sin against him, that his word will become a lamp into your feet and a light into your path that you're able to focus your mind on God's word and God's heart at all times. Meditation, day and night, See, there's three things when I think about meditation to make it practical for you today. And you can put this on the screen. Meditation involves reading, reflecting, and responding. Put that in the comments. Meditation means that we read, that we reflect, and we respond. See, when we read, We begin to ask questions, whether you want to pick up the Bible, whether you want to listen to the app, the Bible as God breathed and God inspired. And each word and each sentence has a purpose, has a function, has a meaning, and it's deliberate. We have to be intentional to read it slowly, to read it again, read it not mechanically, but we want to read it with love and kindness. We want to read it with expectation. We want to read it with reverence, respect for the holiness of the scripture. This is not just your favorite um, fiction book, but this is life. This is the number one best-selling book of all time because it's not just a written word, but this is a living word. A part of meditation is reading from one translation and reading from another translation, looking at commentary, looking at Greek, looking at Hebrew, where it becomes our personal pursuit to be able to hear what God says, to be able to take my sermon, to go back and study it, to go back and see and and, and wrestle with the text and see if you understand and send me an email and ask questions to go into depth. Because if I am assigned to be your shepherd, then God has appointed me to be able to speak into your heart. And sometimes just listening on a Sunday morning is not enough. See, growing up in my walk with Christ, I used to do a touch-up on Tuesday. I would hear the sermon on Sunday, and then on Tuesday, I would go back and take my pastor's notes for the things that I read to be able to reread it, that it doesn't just fall on stony ground, but I want to get it in my heart. I believe it. I want to see it. I don't want to be a superficial Christian. In a part of that process, we get to number two, where we are reflecting that we begin to visualize and see yourself during that time of history. You start thinking when you read about the disciples, 
Which disciple am I most like? Do I got a little Peter in me? When I read about Jesus walking on the water and he says to come, do I have enough confidence? Do I believe I'm blessed enough that I can get out the boat and walk? Or if I can be real, you know what? I'm going to wait in the boat. Do I see myself as doubting Thomas? Can I relate to him to say, you know what? I got some issues and some situations. Do I see myself as Matthew being walking in deception, working in money? And matter of fact, with my split personality sometimes, I got a little Peter in me. I got a little Matthew in me. Matter of fact, I got a little Judas in me where I have prioritized things over him. When we begin to reflect most of my sermons and the points and the visual, visualization and the props comes when I begin to visualize and think about what are you trying to say? This is not just something for pastors. This is for all people, all believers, all Christians when we begin to reflect on what thus saith the Lord. Reflecting, taking scripture, personalizing it, saying I, saying my name. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is Pastor James Shepherd. I shall not want. My God, he lays me down in green pastures. It's different when you make it personal. It's different when you begin to experience it. It's different when you begin to see it. Pastor James is blessed because he walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way in the center, nor sit in the seat of the unscornful. Pastor James delights and will choose to walk with the Lord and begin to meditate on him day and night. And so when we have time to read to reflect, and now to respond, it becomes an outward expression of something that has been done in your mind and in your heart. We respond. Come on, church. I know we're going deep today, but you got to stay. I want this to take root and begin to grow and to transform your life. We respond because we want to be like Jesus. We respond because we want to live like him, love like him, lead like him in the workplace as a father, as a spouse, as a pastor, as a volunteer, as a random person that walks down the street. We want to respond like him. We want to reflect his Glory, because he has been good to us. But let's be real. It takes time. It takes patience. It's going to take meditation. And it's going to take, uh-oh, examination to see where we do not align with God's word and God's scripture. I love how 
David talks in Psalms chapter 25. He says, to guide me in your truth and teach me. You are God, my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long, my Lord. We meditate day and night. But don't miss the first part in the A clause. It says, but in his delight is in the law of the Lord. See, when you're caught up in all of these precursors in verse number one, and you become preoccupied with the challenges of verse number one, it affects your ability to enjoy, to embrace God's word. Delight means that it's pleasing. Delight means that you enjoy it. Your favorite piece of chocolate, when you open it up and you begin to taste and you say, you know, I only got one piece. I can't just chew this up, but you allow it to melt in your mouth and not in your hands. You allow it like your favorite piece of steak. You're not in no rush to cook it or to eat it, but you begin to enjoy it. You begin to feel the texture, the flavor, and you digest this wonderful experience from God's nourishment, guidance, and direction. Amen. Moving on. Meditation, as we all heard, garbage in, garbage out. Value in, value out. Bible in, Bible out. Bible in, Bible out. Put that in the comments. If you get the Bible in you, it is the Bible that is going to come out of you. See, when Scripture is stored in your mind, ooh, don't miss it. Then it becomes available for the Holy Spirit to take and bring back to your attention when you need it most. Let me say that one more time. When the scripture is stored in your mind, when it has taken root in your heart, it is available for the Holy Spirit to bring back to your attention when you need it most. See, we want transformation, but the Bible is clear. Whether you read in Romans chapter 12, that transformation starts with a new mind. You got to come out head first. And I believe as we work the discipline of prayer, as we work the discipline of fasting, as we work the discipline of solitude, as we work the discipline of worship, as we work the discipline of service, as we work the discipline of generosity, we get to not just quote, but we get to experience verse number three. Put that on the screen, my Lord. Verse number three. The Bible says, and he, matter of fact, let's make it personal, and you shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit 
in your season. Your leaf also shall not wither. And whatever you do, you shall prosper. My God, whatever you do, you shall prosper. That is blessed where everything that happens, whether good or bad, it continues to work in your favor. No matter how many times if you hit me, no matter how many times I mess up, it begins, it continues to work in your favor. Others become jealous. Others try to compare and say, how did you get through this? How do you look like that after all you've been through? It is because you are blessed. It is because everything is working out in your favor. See, when you look at verse number three, we have to argue, we have to at least digest and think of the question, when is your season? I don't know when it's coming, but it comes in due season. I don't know when it's going to be there, but it comes in due season. If you work the principles in verse number one, if you work the principles in verse number two, if you continue to trust him because he got you, in due season it is coming. In due season it is coming. And the comments right now say, my due season is coming. No, your due season is not winter. Your due season is not fall. Your due season is not spring. Your due season is not summer. God operates on a different clock. He talks about seed, time, and harvest. But when your due season comes, when you learn to master the don'ts and you learn to master the do, I can say with full confidence your due season is on the way. Come on now, in the comments, your due season is on the way. The Bible tells us in Joshua chapter 1, when we look at Moses and we look at Joshua, and out of all the times getting through the oppression of Pharaoh, wandering through the wilderness, and now it is due season for Joshua. What is the commandment? When it's due season for Joshua, how does he unlock? How does he sustain? How is he able to maintain greatness for him and God's people? The Bible says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, The book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth. But you shall meditate, uh uh-oh, again, on it when? Day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to what is written. For then you will make your way pitiful. Nope. You will make your way comfortable. Nope. It says you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have success. Due season is on the way for this church. Due season is on the way for your house. Due season. This is Moses' last command and saying, I can't go with you. I did not manage my time and my lifestyle right in the wilderness. But for you, but for me, but for us in this time, if we begin to meditate 
on his law day and night. God is promising us to be prosperous, for us to be successful. I'm talking to those that are going to school. You're trying to figure out how to get a scholarship. I'm trying to talk to those that have no job, but you're pregnant with vision. I'm talking to those that want to be a pastor, a leader, a prophet, and operating in all of the gifts that God has available. You got to stick to this. You have to work your way through. If things are not working out, do a self-examination. Am I walking white before the Lord? Am I meditating on the things of the Word of God? Or am I repeating the negative thoughts? See, the result of meditation, as we see in verse number three, Um, I think this is point number three, that you need to receive this today. The result of meditation brings stability. The result of meditation brings productivity. The results of meditation brings humility. And the results of meditation, according to the Word of God, of Psalms chapter 1, of Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and 8, brings prosperity. So as we close today, this is our moment to get into alignment for our assignment. Psalms chapter 32 talks about that blessed is the one whose transgressions are forgiven, whose sins are covered. Today, I would like to take a moment wherever you are for the next three to five minutes for us to create a virtual altar call. I will be the first to answer and will say publicly over the last three months, my actions, my decisions, my ways, my thoughts, the way I've moved, the way I've treated things, the way I've treated myself, that I've gotten off the path. But God is saying that he will forgive our transgressions. He's saying that his grace is sufficient for us. He is saying that our mercy is sufficient. So I need you, wherever you are right now, to take a moment. I need you to pause. In one of the books I read on spiritual meditation, and you can go ahead and play this track, one of the key principles for meditation is called posture meditation. Stay with me. Posture meditation talks about body language being important. Whether I lay on the ground, that means something. If I kneel before God, that's a form of meditation. And you can cut it up just a little bit. Whether I sit in a chair, that's a form of meditation. Whether I stand before God, that's a form of meditation. 
whether I lift my hands, that is a form of meditation. When I stretch my arms, that is my form of meditation. I'm going to ask for you, wherever you are, to take a position of meditation. Together as diverse city, do this with me. There's a form of meditation where it speaks to palms down. Look at my hands. Palms down and palms up. Palms down means that I am releasing. There are people right here today that you are carrying stuff that you shouldn't be carrying. The Bible tells us to lay aside every sin and weight that is easily besetting you. I'm going to ask for you right now during this moment of meditation with you and God to let go of the things that are crushing you. Lord, we release worry in the house today. Lord, we release stress in the house today. Lord, we release our children over to you today. Lord, we would train them up in the way they would go. And when they go old, they will not depart from you. Lord, we release them today. Lord, we release ourselves of fear, of bitterness, of anger, of anxiety, of worry. And we release it to you today. For your word says that we could cast all of our cares before you because you care for us. Your word says that we can lay aside every burden, that we can receive your yoke. It is easy, it is light, and we release it today during this time. Come on, right now, whatever it is, whatever's going on with you, as you had other plans, as you had other thoughts to start 2021, God is saying, release it to me today. But then the Bible also talks about palms up. Come on, turn your palms up. Palms up means that you are ready, that you are available to receive. Receive God's promises. You told yourself you weren't good enough. You told yourself you weren't good. You don't, you're not deserving. You told yourself that God should give it to somebody else. Turn those palms up and receive God's love. Receive God's grace. Receive God's promises. They are yes. They are amen for you today. Receive your purpose. Receive your promises. His gifts and His calling comes without repentance. Lord, we make ourselves available for You. Lord, we receive Your image. Lord, we receive Your power. Lord, we receive everything that You have made available for us. But it's not by might, but it's not by power, 
but it is by your spirit today. So I'm going to ask for you, wherever you are today, to take a moment to release some things and to receive some things. I am inviting you to receive a new season that is available for you. I am inviting you to release yourself to move forward. And I thank you today, Lord, that we can meditate, that your people are blessed, that the spiritual discipline would become an anchor in our spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your mercy, for the, the judgment that we deserved that you have been able to keep us. And we thank you for your grace, for giving us, for opening up the windows of heaven when we did not earn it. Thank you, Lord, that you call your people blessed today. Lord, allow this to catapult us into this new season as we come back in person as for those that stay online that you become to minister to us to anchor us to sustain us that as we give to you that you give to us good measure press down shaking together and running over. So we turn our palms up to receive from you today. And we turn our palms down and give it to you. We thank you in advance for another level of obedience, for another level of commitment for another level of development that we have become spiritual giants as we exercise ourselves into spiritual disciplines. Remind us today, Lord, and every day during this week that when life gets heavy, that we can turn our palms down and release it to us. Remind us, Lord, this week when we have our doubters, when we have our naysayers, when we have those to become negative in the comments that tell us that we're not good enough, that we're not capable enough, that we're not able enough, that we don't have enough money in our bank account, that we can receive from our great awesome and mighty Father. So Lord, I pray that as you take us into this new season, that everyone under the sound of my voice, that we will be blessed to be a blessing. Lord, we lift up every member, every partner, every guest of diverse city. Lord, I pray that you remove the scales from their eyes that they begin to have vision, sight, and purpose as they move forward. 
And so as we move into this new season, Lord, I thank you that we are called to go forth, that we are called with strength, that we are called with power, and that you have positioned us with humility, stability, and prosperity. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Yes, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Diverse City partners and friends for being with us today in service today. It is a new season and a new day for us, the people of Diverse City. And it starts now. You don't have to wait till next Sunday to come into church or to log in, but begin to walk in it. God has given you an open invitation to come sit with him, to come and fellowship with him as we exercise each of these spiritual disciplines. And we will move from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Continue to stay in contact, fellowship, love and support one another and continue to be all that God has called you to be. I am excited for the things that God has called us to do. For your word says in Psalms chapter 19, I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart to be acceptable in his sight. For he is our Lord, he is our strength, and he is our redeemer. If you received that today, put a man and a man in the comments. Have a great and awesome week. Stay safe, bundle up, and be blessed. We love you. Take care.